listening to the Evolution 101 Podcast. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening. My name is Zachary Moore, and you can email me directly at zach at drzach.net. You can also send feedback through the website at drzach.net slash evolution101, which also contains some links and some other resources, including links to the archive page at freethoughtmedia.com, as well as transcripts of these episodes. I'd like to reciprocate some of the mentions of this podcast that have been going around in the past few weeks. The New England Skeptic Society's Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast was kind enough to mention my series on the Molecular Evidence for Evolution. If you're interested in skepticism in science, they really do have a wonderful group of well-informed skeptics that cover all kinds of very interesting topics. I'd also like to thank the Minnesota Atheist website for featuring this podcast as their audio-video link of the week. I'm deeply honored, especially considering the previous features, which include Richard Dawkins, Stephen Colbert, Penn and Julia Sweeney. Although it's not scientifically relevant to the topics that I cover here, I am a proud atheist myself, which should be immediately evident to anyone who knows how to use Google, and of course I'm very pleased to be included in a list with those individuals. This week, I'd like to take a look at an important concept to evolutionary theory, that of the transitional species. This concept is also often referred to by a less meaningful term, missing link. This concept is packed with mistaken assumptions and used unscientifically far too often, which is partially the fault of uninformed journalists and partially the fault of creationists. The problem is that there is really no such thing as a transitional species. The reason for that is that all species are transitional species. Now, obviously that sounds like I just contradicted myself, but let me explain. Dedicated listeners will remember from the episode about species that I never really defined what a species is. I gave a number of different methods that could be used to describe a species, but I also said that there's no clear-cut definition because every system has exceptions. So if there's no way to absolutely define species, then there's no way to absolutely define transitional species. However, our brains don't like ambiguity. Humans like to classify things, and so we come up with systems of organization and classification such as the Linnaean taxonomy that I've mentioned already. And usually, classification makes sense. Dogs are different species from cats, for example, by any objective measurement. But what about the ring species that I mentioned before, like the salamanders, of which all subspecies but two can interbreed? There, the concept of species is not so clear. In the same way that the concept of species can be provisionally meaningful to describe organisms at a single point in time, the concept of transitional species can be provisionally meaningful to describe organisms over a length of time, usually quite a long time, like hundreds of thousands or millions of years. The concept in essence, is fairly straightforward. Let's say that you have species A that existed sometime in the past, say 10 million years ago. Now currently, we observe species C that exists now and shares a lot of the anatomical characters that are seen in fossils of species A, but which also has several characters that are not seen in species A. Evolutionary theory predicts that if species C is descended from species A, then there is likely a species B 
which has more characteristics in common with species C than species A. We refer to species B as a transitional species, but this is only in the context of the difference between species A and C. These transitional species are often referred to as missing links because they are hypothesized to exist given the fact that fossils are not found one after the other in a continuous line into the past, but are found corresponding to various points in prehistory, which is the reason that gaps exist in the fossil record. Now, the fact that these gaps exist is not a failing of evolutionary theory, however. It's a limitation of human investigation. We have no way of knowing where fossils are going to be exactly, although we can make some pretty good guesses, and we don't know what specific fossils are going to be found, although we have some pretty good guesses on those too. I also want to point out that the concept of a species being transitional is only relative to the species that existed before and after it. And the concept of species is a classification that is made by humans strictly for organizational purposes. So a transitional species is a contextual classification, nothing more. This is what I meant when I said that there's really no such thing as a transitional species. But since, given evolutionary theory, all species are in the process of evolutionary change, assuming of course that they don't become extinct, all species are themselves giving rise to new species eventually, and thus we can say equally that all species are transitional. Now. Since I've just gone to the trouble of confusing you at length by telling you that transitional species don't really exist, let me confuse you further by giving you some examples of some. What I mean here is that since the concept of a transitional species is contextual and relative to a specific classification, it can be meaningful if we view it in that restricted way. That is, if we assume a specific context relative to specific classifications. For example, if you assume the classifications fish and amphibians, there are a number of excellent transitional species between the two, including one amazing species discovered in the past year called Tiktaalik. Tiktaalik lived about 375 million years ago and belonged to the group of fish called lobe-finned, which are ancestral to all tetrapods, that is, all animals with four limbs. Tiktaalik had characteristics of both fish and tetrapods, including the scales and gills of a fish, limbs that are intermediate between fish and tetrapods, and the mobile neck and lungs of a tetrapod. That's right, it had both gills and lungs. You can learn more about Tiktaalik at its very own website, which is found at http colon slash slash if, on the other hand, you assume the classifications reptiles and birds, there are also a number of transitional species between those two classifications, most notably Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx lived about 150 million years ago and would technically be classified among the dinosaurs, which are, of course, a subset of the reptile group. Archaeopteryx had characteristics of both reptiles and birds, including a long bony tail, and a bone structure that is very similar to a reptile's. It also, however, had fully formed flight-capable feathers, which makes it distinctly similar to birds. 
Now, it's unknown whether Archaeopteryx was actually able to fly in the same way that modern birds do. It may have been only able to glide or perhaps take very long wing-powered hops, but the feathers are there, and they show it to be distinctly transitional between reptiles and birds. There's also a couple well-characterized transitional species in the mammal lineage, especially in the evolution of the whale and the evolution of the horse. Ambulocetus was an amphibious mammal and ancestral to modern whales. It lived about 50 million years ago, and it has many characteristics of modern whales and many characteristics of the Artiodactyla family, the cloven-hoofed mammals, which it's transitional between. In the evolution of the horse, clear transitions can be seen between Eohippus, which is recognized as the first horse, and all the later species, such as Mesohippus, Parahippus, Merichippus, uh, all of which used fewer and fewer digits on the foot until you get to our modern horses, which use only one. Now, most recently, and of more personal interest, is the evolution of humans. Although the specific relationships between fossil species are still somewhat controversial, it is clear that transitional species exist between Australopithecus and modern Homo sapiens, including Homo habilis and Homo erectus. Interestingly, Homo neanderthalensis, also known as Neanderthal man, is not our direct ancestor, as has been shown by mitochondrial DNA analysis, but it is a related ancestral human species, sort of like an uncle. Alright, to review, a transitional species is a classification based on a specific context, a species that exhibits characteristics of species that existed prior to and following it. Gaps in our knowledge of specific transitional species is a function of limited detection, not a failing of evolutionary theory. And many excellent examples of transitional species exist between any number of biological classifications, and more and more are being discovered every year. All right, well, that's all for this week. I'll see you later. Take care.